This episode of the Expat Cast is brought to you by Lingoda. Lingoda is the number one trusted European language school with that German stamp of quality that we all love to see. Not only do they have small class sizes, so maximal five students, and very affordable prices, they're also a fully online school, and they have been for three years now. In addition to offering German, they also offer English, business English, French, and Spanish. I have been wanting to learn French pretty much since I moved to Freiburg. Freiburg's 30 minutes from the French border, and it's really easy to pop over there for a quick visit. And I've done that a couple times, but I always feel rude not knowing at least enough French to have a short conversation. A year ago, I started my first real effort with free online tools. But as soon as life got busy again, I dropped that. And I also didn't really come that far because it was really just vocab building and it wasn't that interactive. Fast forward to this winter, checked out a bunch of magazines to learn French and even a little kit where it has workbooks and DVDs. Guys, do you want to know how many of those magazines I've read? Zero. Do you want to know how many times I opened up that kit? Not a one. I made no progress in learning French. Along comes Lingoda. I went ahead and signed up for a couple classes. Lingoda is sponsoring the next couple episodes, so I'll keep you guys posted about my progress. One really important thing to note is that they are doing a sprint coming up at the end of this month where you sign up to do a certain amount of courses. So either 15 classes per month for three months or 30 classes per month for three months. Depending on which one you sign up for, if you meet that goal, you can actually get either 50% or 100% of your money back just for showing up and taking those classes. So at the end of the day, you could end up being a lot further along in your language and not a penny poorer. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. And Lingoda was so nice as to offer a discount to anyone who signs up via this podcast. So if you use the code expatcast, you'll get 10 euros off your 49 euro deposit for the sprint. Again, that's expat cast. Thank you, Lingoda, for partnering with the Expat Cast for this episode. Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole. This week's episode is with a listener of the show who has now become a guest. And I want to say that at the beginning because I know there's a lot of you guys out there and you hear a lot of interviews with people who have blogs or work as coaches or do something in the expat sphere that's more public facing. And I do love talking to those people as well. But I also want to hear from listeners. I mean, my whole point with the show is that we all have stories to share. Every expat, everyone with a complicated geographical history, we've got experiences to relate to and share. Now, I do focus on people and stories related to the German-speaking world, but as you may have noticed, I'm totally open to straying from that focus as long as we're taking on a topic that's relatable to anyone, anywhere. Now, I know it might feel weird if you're just a listener, not someone putting out content or work into the world around these topics, but if you're open to talking, drop me a line and we can see if you can also come on the show. That's how it happened with Martina. We interacted on Instagram, got to talking, and as you listen, I think it'll become clear why it was a no-brainer. Of course, I want her on the show. She's got such an interesting experience to share. Now, one of the things we talk about is something called a stammtisch. I want to explain that word real fast. It's it's a word, but it's also such an important concept in Germany as a culture. So stamm as a word just means stem, literally translated, but its real meaning is more like a regular So, for instance, at your favorite bakery or your favorite cafe, you might be called a Stammkundin, so a 
regular guest, Kundin is guest. The other part of Stammtisch is Tisch, which just means table. So a Stammtisch is a regular table. This is where the cultural bit of it kicks into play. A Stammtisch is a very common thing here in Germany, and that just means a group of people meet up the same time every week at the same place. They go there so often that they end up having a table reserved for them there. Stammtisch. Something that Martina talks about is these open Stammtisches where the table and the location is set, but different people come and go based on who's available. Or there's also versions where you go to different locations. Maybe it's not exactly the same time every week. Maybe it's just once a month, what have you. But the concept is that you just have a regular standing date and people come and you talk. It's pretty common if you go to a restaurant here on, let's say, you know, a Friday evening that the one corner will be reserved for for the Stammtisch, for the regulars. In the language learning sphere, in the cultural sphere, there's often Stammtisches for new people in town or for people practicing their language. I remember it also from when I was in Chicago. There was a Stammtisch for the German society there, and that could be both Germans and German learners. It's really a fun concept. With that said, let's go ahead and enjoy the episode. So my name is Martina. Um, I grew up in Switzerland and I'm currently working or studying in Frankfurt in Germany. It's been now almost two and a half years. came here in the fall of 2018. So you grew up in Switzerland, but I think you have a couple other geographical points to mention throughout this all. So let's just let's just start at the very beginning. Where were you born? Yeah, so that's, uh, I guess, already interesting is that uh, I was born in Los Angeles, California in the U.S. That is because my parents did move a lot before I was even born. They're originally German, but they left Germany um, almost 30 years ago. Along the way, there was a stop in California where I was born. Um, we only stayed there for about two years. So I clearly don't remember anything. But then we moved to Switzerland, where I then spent most of my childhood growing up till I was 14. There was another move going on then. Then we uh, moved to Massachusetts on the East Coast in the U.S., which actually gave me the first meaning of having American citizenship through birthright. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I was there till, well, two and a half years ago, 10 years I was there and I went to high school there, did my bachelor's at university and then decided to do my master's here in Germany since I'm also a citizen here. Okay. Yeah. Because your parents are both German, correct? Yes, they are both German. My whole family is pretty much German. Yeah, that's what I find interesting. So um, to concentrate on sort of the, the first big move is your parents moving to the States. And I'm curious, was there any hint in their minds that they were eager to move abroad? Or like, was your family, like the extended family, were they all sort of wanderers? Like, was that a an expected move or an unsurprising move? Or was that totally wild? Oh, absolutely not. It was it was completely out of the ordinary Well, it was mostly because of my dad's job. He was working for Caltech, the university there. And um, well, he got a job and, you know, you kind of go where you get money, (laughs) have a job and everything. And yeah, when we moved, I mean, my grandma still talks about it, that we actually, um, like my family comes from close to Dusseldorf, 
which is by the Dutch border, and they actually drove to Amsterdam to get a flight from there to Los Angeles. And they were saying, like, we don't know when we're going to see each other again. You know, at that time, I was born in 93. There was no internet. You know, you could have phone calls, but that was really expensive. It was just like really uncertain when was uh, going to be the next time to, um, you know, see each other again. Uh, even my grandma said like, oh, I don't even know if I'm going to get to know this child since my, my mom was legitimately pregnant when we moved. Like it was the oh, wow. last day that the airline took my mom. It was like that far ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was absolutely un the unexpected. Um Clearly, uh, they didn't know when they would come back and everything, but uh, it, I guess it worked out in that way that it was only for two years, and then Switzerland is clearly closer than Germany, so um, that worked out in the end. But yeah, everyone is just like, well, I guess you're doing it. You're moving. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wild to think about moves like that back then because, I mean, it, it's not that long ago, right? Like, I, yeah. I was born in 92. Like, we're, we're from the same era and it doesn't feel that long ago it was our lifetime but what a world of difference it makes you know now we're sitting in the middle of pandemic and you can video chat whoever you want anywhere on the globe no issue <laughs> that would have been different that's at that time <laughs> yeah okay so you're you're born in LA you don't really have many memories from there of course and then you come to Switzerland which is also not your initial home country did you guys as a family and did you as an individual did you feel that? Did you feel that you were not Swiss? Or was it so much more familiar compared to LA that it was not a big deal? Well, I guess in that sense, we were never actually the nationality in that country that we were at. Because since I was growing up, I guess, I, clearly my parents had a different story. But growing up, you know, when we were in Switzerland, we were the Germans. But then when we went to Germany, oh, we were the Swiss. <laughs> so it was like never really like we didn't fit in but I mean I do have two older sisters I guess the one thing is also that one was born in Germany the other one was in Switzerland and then me in the U.S. so no way all different <laughs> countries so, so my my mom did have quite a, a adventure with having kids do you guys all have different passports then like so do you have U.S. Pa a U.S. passport and then the Swiss born one has a Swiss passport or how does that even work? No, unfortunately the Swiss don't give out nationalities or citizenships that easily. Oh wow. <laughs> it takes more than just being born in the country. So we are actually all German, but I'm the only one with a citizenship for uh, the US. I mean, my parents now have the green card because they live there now and work and stuff, but uh, I have the only uh, dual citizenship. Yeah, but I guess like for me growing up, I mean, I never l really learned English. For me, it was more like the German was my first language. And then I also clearly, I'm sure you know that there's a Swiss German that people speak in Switzerland, which is also, you know, completely different for a lot of Germans that they don't understand it. And um, I mean, I spoke that mainly, I guess, at school and with friends. And then at home, I had the high German, the, the German German. So you kind of were bilingual in your own way, even just within the German language. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so then with the move back to the U.S. to Massachusetts, you were 14. And man, when I think about that, I already have so much sympathy for you because just n nothing's easy when you're 14. But in international move... And to be thrown into like a U.S. high school, oh, God, that cannot have been easy. I mean, like U.S. high school is not fun for 
U.S. Americans. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Did you have a lot of ideas in your head from Hollywood about what it would be like? Well, yeah, that was pretty much, you know, when Elsa, everyone asked, like, you know, how is it? How is everything doing? And like, pretty much, I think that year or year before, you know, High School Musical came out, the first one. <laughs> That's kind of what I used to explain it, where I'm like, it is legitimately like that. You know, you have your cheerleaders, you have your theater people, you have your marching bands and your athletic groups and whatever. Um, clearly not with all the musical singing in between, but it's pretty much like that. I'm I mean, I took the yellow school bus to school the first couple of years. Yeah, that pretty much explained it. Yeah, that's just so interesting to hear because for me, whenever I would watch Hollywood movies or TV shows set in American high schools, I always thought this is nothing like reality. No one is having this experience. And I thought that it was such false advertising in so many ways. Like some stuff was true, but when I watched it, I didn't feel represented, you know? And then after moving abroad and thinking back on it, when people ask me what it was like to be in the US or to be in high school there, I have to say, when I think about it, I'm like, okay, I mean, Hollywood's not all wrong. No. Because to me, things like the yellow school bus, I wouldn't even think about in terms of the high school experience. Um, things like cheerleaders or the football teams, that was just so normal that I thought I didn't even think about if that was true or not. I just took it for granted. Mm -hmm. But And so then, of course, it felt so different. But yeah, it's so interesting that from the outside coming in, you were like, oh, it's kind of, kind of what they showed in the movies. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I mean, also the start itself. The well, funny thing is that our anniversary that we moved is actually 4th of July. Um, <laughs> Very good day to, uh, to have yeah. chosen. <laughs> we landed in uh, Boston Logan Airport on um, 4th of July because clearly no one wanted to arrive at that point. Those were the cheapest flights. <laughs> but then we actually ended up having to stay at a hotel because we didn't have a house yet. Um, like my mom and my dad flew there beforehand and looked at some houses and everything, but they uh, hadn't made a decision yet. So we actually ended up staying at a hotel for six weeks uh, before we actually found a house. It's kind of fun. Yeah, at the beginning, but, um, <laughs> you know, we were five people and we also had a dog. So five people and a dog in one hotel room. I mean, like we had a, like a bigger suite with uh, separate bedrooms and stuff, but like it still wasn't fun. Like um, we were in a little close to Boston where there's a mall legitimately right down the street, but we couldn't go there because it was not safe to go by foot. My mom had to drive us that two minutes down the street because it was such a big highway or like a big street. There was nothing really to do besides going shopping and going to the movies and everything. So unfortunately, that was not so much fun. Sounds very American. Sounds very typical. Get in your car to go down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is also something uh, we definitely learned not a lot of walking anymore it's more driving when you started going to high school did you end up finding yourself in one of these cliques like you saw in high school musical I guess I, I was with the people the foreign exchange students who were in the same boat as me they uh, didn't know anyone but I, I'm fortunate to say I was liked by everyone so <laughs> That's um, I could always talk to everyone people were nice to me not that they were um, rude or anything but it was just really hard making like real connections like outside of school and stuff. So yeah, I guess I, I was in my own kind of clique that I made every year new with new exchange students or foreigners that had moved there. So that was my high school experience. I, did, I wasn't the cool kid or I wasn't the theater kid, but... 
(laughs) (laughs) Were there ever German exchange students? Yeah, there were actually a couple. Some of them I'm still in touch with. Oh, that's um, so funny. Yeah, they all mostly went back to Germany. Yeah, there were a couple, um, but they were really all over the place. There was also a good friend from Tunisia, um, a couple of people from France, Italy. There was also a girl one year from Kyrgyzstan. So it was it was all over the place. When you were in school and, and you were with all these foreigner friends and then at home, like were you, did you guys just switch to English all the time and stay in English? Or would you guys still speak German at home? Would you speak German with the German exchange students? It, it depended on if there were people around us that didn't clearly speak German. So um, just out of politeness, when we had friends uh, over or um, visitors, we would speak to each other English. Well, I guess I should say we do that now. I mean, clearly my English wasn't that great in the beginning, so I didn't really <laughs> say a lot. <laughs> um, but we did try to, you know, incorporate everyone and, as much as we could because most people, especially the foreigners, you know, they're there to learn English and they should hear it as often and as much as possible. And at home, clearly it's a little weird talking with your parents in English, but it's just polite to talk when other people are around in the language that they also understand rather than, you know, shutting them out. Did you ever use German as a secret language? Like when someone was around and you wanted to say something about them or keep something secret from them? Yeah, sometimes. It really depended on the situation, but you got to be careful, though. There are more <laughs> people that understand German in the Boston area than you think. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually another good thing. I mean, of all the places to have moved in the States, I mean, the Boston area is very international. So in that sense, maybe there's a little bit of comfort there that you weren't the only foreign person. <laughs> No, and that that also helped. Like, well, thankfully, we also moved at the time where you know Facebook was getting up and running, and we actually uh, there's also like a huge German society in the Boston area. We got connected through a lot of people, um, especially also for my mom. Actually, that helped a lot. You know, meeting people, they became good friends. And Thursdays are the German ladies once a month for my mom. Cute. There are definitely like a lot of societies or like uh, communities where you can also uh, get together. Um, I mean, there's even like a Stammtisch um, at the Harvard University for people that are learning German or are German and it's open for everyone. So it's a lot of fun. So um, you can definitely meet people if you're out to want to meet people. Yeah. And that's one famous thing that's, I think, good about the U.S. is it's definitely very open-minded and, and easy to talk to people. Harder to really get in with someone where they become a true friend, but yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on. So I'm curious, after high school, how did you end up staying for a whole 10 years? Well, high school was four years, so there it goes. Then I started my bachelor at a university in Rhode Island, which is State right under Massachusetts, so south of Massachusetts. It was a small uh, university, a private university, and I studied architecture, which in the U.S. is four years of bachelor's, which I also didn't know coming uh, to Germany that the bachelor here is only three years. Yeah, technically, I did much longer than everyone else here. So. Much longer and you paid much more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's not a... But that's four years again, and then... Um, I I needed a break from school, so I started working in Boston um, at an architecture firm. 
And because I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to continue with architecture or maybe switch to landscape architecture, I changed my job and started working at a landscape architecture firm for another year. So that is four years of high school, four years of a bachelor's and two years of working. And that makes 10. So then you've had a really diverse experience of in terms of times of your life, you know, because you had a high school experience, you had a college experience, and you even had the experience of being a working adult before you made the move, which is interesting just because I think sometimes the age that we were when we lived in certain places can really change what kind of experience that we had there. But for you, you've got a pretty good overview of all three parts. (laughs) I want to get to talking about the coming back to Germany part, because I think it's so interesting to talk to people who are expats in their own country, you know. But quick before we get there, college is also a very typical American experience, especially college in Rhode Island and anywhere in the Northeast in New England. This is also well displayed in pop culture and in Hollywood movies, and it has all the esteem of the Ivy League and all these kind of things. So similar to my question about high school, how was it going to college based on what you'd heard or expected ahead of time? It definitely was, you know, like all the movies show too. It can get certainly out of hand at times at the parties. <laughs> but I think in that sense, I was a little bit more mature already, especially considering the drinking, since I uh, am German and we do grow up with a more German drinking culture rather than the American where you have to wait till you're 21. Otherwise, it was, well, I was really looking forward to, to it, especially after high school. It was like I was uh, done with high school. I didn't want to be there anymore. Like like I had said before, like I didn't really make a lot of friends. I especially made a good friend who I'm still in contact with today. Otherwise, high school was not great for me. So I was really looking forward to college and just making new friends, having a great experience. And well, especially also learning something. I mean, clearly you're there for a reason, right? (laughs) Yeah. But uh, it definitely ended up being a, a great time. I made great new friends, memories, and all of it. Um, I also did end up, I guess I forgot to say that, but I actually ended up going for a semester also to Italy for my semester abroad in Florence. That was also great. Um, that was actually my first time in Italy. Uh, <laughs> I was moving as well as living in Switzerland, right next to the border, um, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> But it took doing a study abroad for abroad to get there. No, but it was uh college was definitely a great experience. I, I'm glad I did I, I got to do it in the US, even though clearly I ended up with a lot of debt. That was also I guess kind of the reason why I stayed two years longer because I was working full time and I actually did pay my debt. So I got rid of my student debt in those two years. But clearly, I mean, I was living at home. I pretty much my whole paycheck uh, went to my student loans. I kept a little bit for, you know, fun around Boston. But otherwise, yeah, I didn't have a lot for my name. (laughs) Yeah, I think about that so often when I hear of people from Germany studying in the U.S., I honestly have a gut reaction of like, oh, my God, do you know what you're doing? Are you sure about this? <laughs> because to me, it's just the price is just so absurd. And if you're born and raised in the United States and your family is from there, you've probably had some level of forewarning. And if you can afford it, then your family probably has saved up a little bit. Or then when you start working, often you're 
paychecks are much higher than what you get paid in Germany. And part of that is because they understand that you're paying off loans mm -hmm. and things like that. And of course, all of this is not always the case. A lot of people are in horrifying amounts of debt. And that is exactly the huge topic and the big issue in the US regarding college debt. But at least you have the advantage of knowing it's coming your way. And when I, exactly when I hear of people from Germany going to the US to study, I just think like, oh my God, oh, are, oh, are you sure? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, um, I, w I was lucky. I, I did, we get some support from, from the university. And I also got a work study. So I was able to actually work for the university and get some money through that, which also lowered my tuition. But it was still, there's nothing around it. It's still so much more than you would pay here uh, in Germany. So I bet now that you're studying and doing your master's in Germany, and I bet you really appreciate every time when that semester rolls around and you're not giving out tens of thousands of dollars to study. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's weird also to think that most of my tuition is even just for my, you know, my semester ticket, which I can ride, you know, the, the bus and the train and everything uh, pretty much around Frankfurt. But yeah, it's, it's, it's weird still. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So, so how did you end up deciding to come back to Germany? Because you mentioned your parents are still in the Boston area. So I, I guess theoretically you could have stayed and, and built a life for yourself there as well. Yes, I could have. I was actually really thinking about it. But then afterwards, the money still made a huge decision part. Because like I said, I wanted to not have any more student loans, not more debt. And because I am German and I have a citizenship, it was just the easiest thing to come back. And like I said, also the rest of my family is here. So um, I'm technically coming back, uh, if you think about it. I also told myself, like, officially, um, it would have been just two years, like four semesters. I made, well, two and a half years out of it. I had a semester longer. After, like, two years go by so quickly that if I really wanted to go back, I was, well, two years is going to be fine. I think I can manage that. That was more like my thought process. And uh, well, like I said, I'm I'm German. I never lived in Germany beforehand. So it's like, well, let's cross that off my list. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think of it? What's your impression of Germany as a German living there for the first time? <laughs> well, it was interesting also just like going to the city and like signing myself in and be like, well, where's your old ID? And I'm like, I don't have an old ID what do you mean? I'm like, well, this is my first ID that I'm getting. So um, I mean, it was a hard part starting because I ended up in Frankfurt and I actually, I didn't know anyone starting here. My sister or one of my sisters was in Munich at that point And I really wanted to go to Munich, but unfortunately they didn't accept me. So I ended up in Frankfurt where I didn't know anyone, which was rough, but I did come back to enjoying the life or being back in Germany again, mostly because of the food. I've missed so much of the food. <laughs> oh, which things specifically? Mainly bakeries, just in general, that, oh, yes. you know, the tradition of getting Sunday morning rolls for your breakfast and just tastes so good, so much better. Uh, or my mom still does that. We still bake all our baked goods at home. Like we don't buy bread at all in that 10 years or technically it's been what, 13, almost 13 years now that we've, uh, when we moved, we we always made bread ourselves. So uh, coming to Germany and finally being able to go to a bakery and get my own <laughs> bread that actually tasted good, uh, it, was, it was great. 
no, it was, there was also like, like things like the, um, like I can walk places again or I can bike. Um, it's safe to bike. Uh, people know how to drive. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's a, clearly a difference between drivers in Germany and drivers in the US where drivers in Germany know they're being an asshole when, you know, they're <laughs> riding your, your back. But in America, like they mostly just don't know how to drive. <laughs> That is very fair. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a real experience, but I have to say it's just with the people in general, I do miss Americans. <laughs> yeah, do you find yourself making a lot of German friends? A couple. I did meet a couple of uh, people through university um and then also actually more international people through my work. I wish I would have more time to actually meet more people well before COVID happened. Um, but it was actually more, I got along better with foreigners than with Germans, to be honest. Um, they're clearly always the exceptions. I don't want to generalize, but yeah, the foreigners see, just seem to uh, be more open because they're clearly also not home to this country. <laughs> Yeah. And again, Frankfurt is another big international city. So in terms of picking, I know you said that you weren't so sure about moving there because you didn't know anyone, but mm -hmm. not a bad choice because, yeah, you're you're not going to be the only person not from Frankfurt, you know? Oh, that is true. Absolutely not. I, I absolutely do not regret moving to Frankfurt. Um, I actually really like the city. I've also never been to Frankfurt before I actually moved here, so I had no idea what to expect. Clearly, you just see the high uh, rises everywhere, and but the city is actually not that big, considering um, it's super walkable, it's so friendly, and there's so many, you know, shops and stores everywhere. It's so cute little nooks everywhere in the city. Clearly, the river going right through is great in the summer, so you should grab a beer with a friend down there. And I'm super, like, positively surprised about the city where... After being here a while, people have told me that I guess Frankfurt doesn't have a great reputation in the rest of Germany, which I didn't know. Yeah, it's just such a different place than anywhere else in Germany. And honestly, most places I've seen in Europe, it's just very specific. And I guess if that's not a vibe that you're into, then yeah. Yeah, no, but here again, I um I was also, um, well, Facebook helped me again. There's also a Stammtisch on Thursdays, which is just for new people, old people, just people that want to meet new people. And um, they just meet every Thursday, but they always choose a different location. So you also get to the city a little bit, a different bar. If you like the bar, then you go back there again. And we also met a couple people there. So if you really want to make friends, there's definitely options to make friends. How are you feeling now two and a half years in? You said you're just wrapping up your semester. Do you think you're going to stay in, in Frankfurt, in Germany? Or what are, you, what are you hoping for the future? Well, as of right now, um, I am planning on starting a full-time position at the office that I'm currently working as a student, so part-time, because I, well, I'm just getting out of being a student. I need some money, unfortunately. <laughs> So any kind of job that pays me is uh, clearly good. Um, so as of right now, the future is going to be probably in Frankfurt. But I unfortunately have to say, I don't know how for how much longer because I'm not really a city person. Being in the city is good for now, but um, I don't think I'll be here in the long run. If it's going to be Germany, I have no idea. <laughs> Do you find yourself missing Switzerland or missing the U.S.? I'm I'm missing actually more of the US. 
uh, mostly just because of the people. And I've, I mean, I've, I was there 10 years. I've built up my circle there. Like you said, like that time or that part of my life at that age really made an impact. And as of right now, that feels more like home than anywhere else. But with the current situation that's going on there, it's not really an option right now for me to go back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things to take into account with that. You know, I I feel a lot of the same struggle as you where I have so many good memories and so many positive thoughts about the U.S. and the people there. But then if I take a step back and look at the overall situation politically and in the pandemic, it it really changes the the way it looks, you know, mm-hmm. if you get up close and personal, it's wonderful. But if you take a step back, it's like, oh, okay, now I have to consider this. Yeah. And then I guess just more personally thinking about it now that I've worked in the US and in Germany, it is a difference between like the life work balance. You know, when you start working in the US, you get like 10 vacation days. Yep. Uh, it's like here you get, I think, a minimum of 24 uh, plus all the holidays that we have. And then also, like, as a woman, clearly thinking about maternity leave, that's a huge difference, too. Yeah, I mean, it's making the decision clearly really hard. But uh, as of right now, moving back is not really an option. Yeah, I imagine it's really difficult to also be considering where else to move at a time where no one's even really living where they live. You know, everyone's just in their apartment anyway. So if you're in Frankfurt or if you're in some tiny village somewhere or if you're in Berlin or Munich, it's uh, it does make a difference, but at the same time, you don't have the full feeling of what it's like to live wherever you are. So I could imagine it being, yeah, being difficult. That sounds about right. So, like that's what I was also thinking. Maybe give Frankfurt another shot once, hopefully, it goes back to kind of normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I have to ask you one thing about Frankfurt. Have you been to the Chipotle? Okay, you're going to hate me for this because I have not because I don't actually like Chipotle. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, wow. You're dropping this at the end of the interview. I see. I see. (laughs) Wow. In that sense, I'm not American. I'm not American in that sense. (laughs) Oh, man. No, okay, that's fair. I, yeah, I can try and understand that (laughs) I can try and respect it (laughs) but I know a lot of people or a lot of Americans who have just come to Frankfurt for the Chipotle that's me that is totally me yep and I always say the thing that I miss most about American food is it's Mexican food (laughs) that is absolutely true though I mean, not Chipotle specifically, that's fast food version of Mexican that's nowhere near yeah but even that is exciting to have again but yeah, the full range of Mexican options is, oh, I miss it so much. No, that's funny. I I just said that to a, to a friend the other day that like, yeah, in America you had, you know, like Mexican everywhere because clearly they're so close right there. And, but I have to say I was missing the actual Italian clearly being in yeah. Florence, having been to Florence. And then you come here and there's, you know, Italian on every place and it's pretty good considering they're also close. But then it's like, but I, I want my like tacos. Where are my tacos? <laughs> I know. Can't we just have it all? I want to have the really good Italian food because you're near Italy, but also the really good Mexican food because you're near Mexico. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, can't have it all. <laughs> are there any other weird things that you didn't think that you would expect to miss 
from the States? Small talk. <laughs> ah, do you really miss it? I absolutely do. Just, you know, like, I don't know, standing in line and just wanting to compliment the girl in front of me for her shirt or something. And it's just like, I can't do that. I'm in Germany, you know. You kind of look at me weird. And as I, I don't know, things like that where you're also like, I don't know. Yeah, I do really miss it where it's it just like makes the everyday life a little happier, I guess. I freeze up now. I've, I've been in Germany too long. When I go back <laughs> and someone small talks with me at the cash register, I just short circuit. I don't know what to say. I just <laughs> like, N -n -n why are you talking to me? <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I still, I try to do it. And then people just look at me like, like what do you want from me? Yeah, I actually did try to say something to a cashier two days ago and it didn't go over well. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, with that, we're going to round the corner and head to home with our ending segment, which is called Zack, Zack, Zack. So it's a rapid fire question round where I ask you three questions that you answer without thinking it, overthinking it. Just go with your gut. Are you ready? Right. Sounds good. What is one new thing that you've tried to do during lockdown, quarantine, etc.? Baking. <laughs> I tried like all different kinds of like new recipes that sounded fun, like, you know, zucchini brownies or something. Ooh. And well, they didn't turn out so good. They sound interesting. Number two, if coronavirus just got paused right now and it just went away and you were allowed to travel anywhere in Europe, but just for the weekend, where would you go? Um, to the Alps in Switzerland. And finally, what are you currently watching on Netflix? Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Well, they just put the last uh, season on Netflix, so I was like, I need to catch up, and I, like, I'm almost through. Oh, very good. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you again, Martina, for coming onto the show. I'm so glad we connected over Instagram and it was fun to have a listener become a guest. If you want to reach out and connect on Instagram, you can find me at The Expat Cast and you can also find me on Twitter at The Expat Cast. You can find me online at theexpatcast.com where you can use the contact form to drop me a message if you want to suggest yourself as a guest. You can also on the website leave a rating and a review. You can also do that directly on Apple Podcasts and those reviews will also be shown on the website. As we all adjust to the digital world that we find ourselves in, I think we all become familiar with the concept of algorithms and how they work. Well, with podcasts, ratings and reviews are one big way that you can help me get a boost in the algorithm so that this show is more frequently suggested to people with similar interests and that it stands out in the sea of podcasts. On Thursday, I'll be back in your feeds with a Travel Germany episode. This time, we are heading to the town of Aachen. Until then, have a wonderful week. Stay healthy and stay safe. Bis dann. Tschüss.